Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. Say, for instance, that Bloomberg does get out of the campaign, and he's got the one lonely American Samoa delegate, and he does not endorse any other candidate. What happens to that delegate? Does it go into a generic pool and get named to the final nominee, or how does that function? Man, I'll tell you what, there are a lot. We're getting so many questions, so much to talk about, and so much to unpack with this Super Tuesday and the results of Super Tuesday. Hold on, I have all my notes over here on the other side of the studio. It is good. I'll tell you, man, the Bloomberg thing cracked me up all night long. I was just laughing my butt off because Bloomberg rolls in, and, and by the time I went to bed, which was probably 10 p.m., I was still waiting for Texas to uh, to come in, and I knew I wouldn't stay up for California, uh, but I was pretty sure Bernie Sanders was, was going to win that one, which he did. But, man, I'll tell you, this whole thing yesterday with Michael Bloomberg, he was actually in Florida. He was in West Palm Beach, Florida, giving, I guess, a victory speech or or hyping up the crowd or preparing for the next big round of primaries, which is going to be St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. That's when we get to vote uh, here in the state of Florida. And, I, you know, and he was he was all excited about it. But in the end, all he won was American Samoa. That's the only thing he won. Now, he got other delegates. I think he has something like 20 some odd delegates right now. But in the in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to winning a primary or winning a caucus, all Mike Bloomberg got after spending all that money was American Samoa. And American Samoa has four delegates. So if you think about it, he uh, he spent $500 million. He got four delegates from the one primary he won. That is, on average, $125 million per delegate. $125 million per delegate, which... <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I feel like there's better ways. In fact, I, I think for $500 million, you could probably just have bought American Samoa. <laughs> he could I mean, just roll in and be like, hello, American Samoa. Let me make you a deal. I'm Mike Bloomberg. I'll give you $500 million. You just give me American Samoa and I'll just be the mayor. I'll be the king. Is that so? Is that so bad? Does it sound like a good deal to you? I think they would have gone for it. I mean, $500 million, you could clearly buy your own. Johnny Depp owns an island. I think he only spent $20 million on it. Guys, I mean, talk about a waste of money. This election has been very bizarre because the people who have spent the least amount of money did the best on Super Tuesday. The people that spent the least amount of money did the best on Super Tuesday. Case in point, Michael Bloomberg spent $500 million on advertising all across the Super Tuesday states. All he won was American Samoa. Michael Bloomberg, uh, Elizabeth Warren spent $500 million in her home state of Massachusetts, and she came in third. Third, this is Marco Rubio but even worse, when Marco Rubio lost the Florida primary, he dropped out of the race. He had no choice. If you lose your home state, you cannot be president. If your own state chooses somebody other than you to be president of the United States, your campaign is, is over. And Marco Rubio came in second to Donald Trump here in Florida in 2016. Well, Elizabeth Warren got beat by two guys. She got beat by Joe Biden and she got beat by Bernie Sanders and she spent the most money. And Joe Biden, I don't think, spent a dime in Massachusetts. He didn't have a dime to spend. Joe Biden won states that he had no business winning because he hadn't even stepped foot in them in years. Probably couldn't even point to him on a map. I mean, really, Joe Biden can't point to a lot of things on a map <laughs> on a map these days. Uh, but Joe Biden won Minnesota, which Bernie Sanders, I mean, ripped away from it one handedly last time around. And Joe Biden did not campaign in Minnesota. Minnesota, that's Bernie country. You know, Joe Biden won Texas, and he was in Texas for one day. He spent all his time in South Carolina. He was so petrified that he was going to lose South Carolina. He spent, he neglected every other Super Tuesday state. He rolled into Alabama, cut through to Texas, spent one day on stage with Amy Klobuchar and Beto O'Rourke, and all of a sudden, boom, he wins Texas. 
It was really a remarkable sight to see. Bernie Sanders walked away with California, which I think everyone thought was going to happen. And then uh, but then the big I mean, the, the real two big failures of the night were Elizabeth Warren, who has no choice but to drop out of the campaign. She has no business being in this campaign whatsoever. All she's doing is hurting her buddy Bernie Sanders. And if she's really hype on a socialist agenda, if she's really hype on on this Medicare for all, if she's really hype on helping Bernie Sanders take the party and the country as far left as possible, she's got to get out now. Because Bernie Sanders, look, he won a bunch of delegates yesterday, and he is neck and neck with Joe Biden. And there's still a, there's still a chance for him to pull ahead. It's not It's not a slam dunk for anybody, but it is clearly a two man race. And neither one of those men is Elizabeth Warren. Michael Bloomberg apparently is on recess. Well, you said he's on a recess. He's at recess. He's reassessing his campaign. Oh, he's reassessing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I thought you said he was on recess. I was like, well, that's what kids his age do. (laughs) There's actually a character on the cartoon recess called Mike Bloomberg. Oh, really? Yeah, that cartoon. It was on the Disney Channel. I watched it as a kid. Yeah, well, I was 30. So I probably you and your kids. I didn't spend a lot of time watching recess. But Michael Bloomberg, he's reassessing his campaign, meaning he's thinking, do I now want to spend 500 million more? More dollars when I'm getting zero ROI, <laughs> I'm getting no return on my investment. I don't know. Michael Bloomberg yesterday, I posted this video on my Facebook page, but yesterday, Michael Bloomberg, let's backtrack a little bit. Michael Bloomberg three days ago uh, did a whole big piece. It was a it was a pre-recorded three-minute video infomercial about the coronavirus. Mike Bloomberg was so concerned about the coronavirus and Mike Bloomberg was so distraught at the at the president's reaction to and mishandling of the coronavirus. Mike Bloomberg thought that the Trump administration doesn't know what they're doing. They're careless. They can't they can't do anything right. Uh, they are the uh, they aren't, you know, they're putting Pence in charge. And that guy's that guy's totally unqualified. And so Mike Bloomberg spends millions and millions of dollars. And he, he puts out this ad basically slamming Donald Trump and his administration, slamming their reaction to the coronavirus. And then and then two days later on Super Tuesday, video is recorded of Michael Bloomberg eating half a piece of pizza. I kid you not, he's at his campaign headquarters in Virginia. He walks in, he pulls the crust off of a piece of pizza, he puts it in his mouth, he licks every single one of his fingers. But I'm not talking licks. Guy puts it in his, and he sucks it clean, man. The thumb, the index finger, the middle finger, every even piece, fingers that didn't touch the pizza, sucks them all clean. Saliva everywhere. Then he reaches over and for no reason touches the the cap of the communal coffee. And it's disgusting in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak. Well, some staffer takes video of this and thinks, wouldn't this be funny to post on our Snapchat page on the official Mike Bloomberg Snapchat page? And I guarantee more people saw that disgusting video of Mike Bloomberg uh, than saw his three minute infomercial that cost him millions and millions of dollars. So we are just now getting word that Michael Bloomberg has, as of this moment, officially suspended his campaign. That's the official. That's the chime that said whenever somebody suspends their campaign, that's what you hear. Is that sound? It sounds a lot like the Windows uh, sound, but that's not. It's, it means that Mike Bloomberg has um, has suspended his campaign. Did Windows so also suspend their campaign. Yeah, Windows. My, uh, Bill Gates is no longer running for oh, president okay, got as it. a result too. So this is uh, this is it. Another one bites the dust. I assume Elizabeth Warren sometime today is going to have to make some big announcement as well, which will clearly make it a two-person race. Well, it'll clearly make it a two-person race going into the next round of primaries. Uh, and there are, look, there are some next week. There's some, I believe there's one this Saturday, but the big one is going to be Florida, Ohio, a bunch of other big states, and that's going to be on March the 17th. Now, there's a lot of good news for Republicans in the primary yesterday, and there's a lot of bad news for Democrats. The worst news for Democrats is you've still got to choose between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And for a lot of folks, that's a bitter pill to swallow. Uh, but we'll break it down for you even more. There's also uh, some big questions about whether or not uh, the, the contested convention will happen. What happens to all of the other delegates? For example, Mike Bloomberg's four delegates from American Samoa. Where do those go now? Uh, also, we need to talk about, oh, Donald Trump. Don't forget, Donald Trump was on the ballot yesterday on a lot of states. And for every single state that Donald Trump appeared on the ballot for, he won. 
he won. No other political candidate, no other presidential candidate yesterday won every single state that they were running in yesterday. And uh, so we'll break that down for you, too. Plus, it is whatever you want Wednesday, which means if you have... If you have anything that you want to say, if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, if you've got a concern, if you've got a, a witty re- remark, whatever, 855-765-1045 is the number, 855-765-1045. Quick break. More on the Marque Show comes up uh, right after this on 104.5 WOKV. <laughs> this is... That's it, really? So, well, this is the marcation. I mean, I just, you know, on a, on a lark, we went in. It was $500 million, right? Michael Bloomberg, uh, $500 million he spent on Super Tuesday ads to try to really break out and beat Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. All he won was American Samoa. And he won it with with 175 votes. Not Not by a margin of, but with. 175 votes, which means he spent $2.8 million on every vote that he got in American Samoa. I am moving to American Samoa. Told, he didn't I can buy my own island on that island. He didn't actually pay the people that much money. That's just how much it cost him to get those votes. Tulsi Gabbard, by the way, came in second. And uh, as a result, Michael Bloomberg, just moments ago, moments ago, has suspended his campaign because... You know, look, uh, contrary to popular belief, he may, he's not the only person that's qualified to do the job. Contrary to popular belief, and by by that I mean popular belief in his own mind, he's not the right person to take America. And he's not, you know, ready day one to go in and manage. And I think he really needs to blame Elizabeth Warren because Elizabeth Warren, she, I mean, I'll tell you what, she did not sell people on herself very well because she came in third place in her own state. But she did a great job of turning people off of my. Michael Bloomberg. If anything else, if anything else, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden should call up Elizabeth Warren and say, man, you really did a number on Mike Bloomberg. You beat him up, up really bad on that debate stage. And that helped us out a lot. And we appreciate everything you've done. He never recovered from that. Michael Bloomberg never recovered from the beatdown that he got from Elizabeth Warren on the debate stage. And that's the reason why he dropped out uh, today. We're waiting on Elizabeth Warren because she's going to be next. She's got to drop out sometime today. Uh, people on our Facebook page are guessing what time. Noon is very popular. 2.30 in the afternoon seems to be a de- I think now that Michael Bloomberg just dropped out, she's going to let that marinate for a while. She needs to build back up some momentum. Um, she may wait. You know, that's the other thing, too. She may wait a couple days. She may be planning something with Bernie. The Bernie Sanders campaign may be on the phone where they're going, Liz, listen up. We need your votes. We got you, you keep it. We kind of won Texas. We kind of won Texas, but you kept us from winning Texas. Liz, you got to get out now. We got to come on. We got to win this. We got to stop Donald Trump. Health care. That's uh, which, by the way, that's how Bernie Sanders. That's ends how he his, signs out every conversation. That's how he, <laughs> he begins and ends every conversation with health care, by the way. If you ever call, you know, like if I called you, you'd say hello. He goes, health care. <laughs> and, and then it's like aloha for the Hawaiians. You know, and then at the end of the conversation, it's like, all right, Bernie, I'll talk to you later. OK, health care. And he, he hangs up the phone. Eight, five, eight, five, five. Seven six five uh one oh four five Tim in Jack's Beach. How you doing, Tim? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> good to good to hear you. Thank you. Oh, for, good to uh, hear you too. Call. Absolutely. What did you want to say, Tim? Hey man, just want to throw this out there for Elizabeth Warren. You know, uh what would you get if Elizabeth Warren uh was a chicken dinner? What would you get? Well, you'd get two small legs, two small breasts, and a left wing. Okay, <laughs> I see what you did there. I see. What you did. Hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. Healthcare. Uh, this is this is uh, Deborah in Southern California. How you doing, Deborah? Hi, Mark. How are you? Oh, great. What do you want to say? I am just so frustrated. Why? Um, why are you frustrated? I live five miles from Adam Schiff's district. Okay, and. A Republican was running against him, yet he was not on my ballot. And I want to know why. You live in Southern California in Adam Schiff's district. And, yeah, about five miles from him. And there was and a Republican. Running against him. Right. Yet he was not on my ballot. Why? Well, are you a Republican? I am a Republican. And you registered as a Republican. I did. And when you went in there to vote, who was on your ballot? I not any neither the guy that was running against him or him. 
So who did you vote for? It wasn't, it wasn't, well, I voted for Trump, but um, nobody was on there for their, for his house seat or whatever he was running for. Huh. That's interesting. I'm very very confused on why he was not on the ballot and I'm mad about it. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a great point. I don't know why. I mean, was it just one Republican or are there other people running against Adam Schiff? No, it was just, it was just one Republican and Schiff running and. Well, maybe they, they, if it's just one and one, probably what happened is they're automatically going to get the nomination, but we'll look into that. Well, that's a good point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Uh, We appreciate it, Deborah. 855-765-1045. More Super Tuesday good news for the Republicans, bad news for the Democrats and your phone calls coming up. It's whatever you want Wednesday on the Marque Show on one. 4.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. What you want, Mark? What'd you say? Start whatever you want. I mean, I know what you got. What's up? It's the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. 855-765-1045. Susie's on the line in Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you? Susie? She there? Hello. Oh, hey, Susie. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, doing great, Susie. What do you want to say today? It's Trump Day. Yeah. Uh, Always uh, always a pleasure to talk to you on Trump Day, Susie. Listen, you know what's interesting is, and I'm glad she brought that up, because if you're a Republican or if you're a conservative and you're sitting there and you're watching these returns come in, I mean, you don't really, listen, we don't really have a dog in the race. Bernie, Biden, doesn't matter. Is one better than the other? Nope. One's a left-wing socialist. The other one, you know, doesn't have a brain. So it's really, (laughs) by the way, I saw this great meme today. Uh, I forgot who shared it, but it was a picture of Joe Biden, and it said, I'm Joe Biden, and I forget this message, which was was classic. Um, And also, you know, also quite accurate. But there's good news all around for the Republicans with the uh, with Michael Bloomberg now basically dropping out of the race and Elizabeth Warren getting out of the race. You're going to have a Bernie Biden showdown. And this thing, here's the really good news. First of all, it's not decided. It's not a done deal at all. We don't know if it's going to be Bernie or Biden. There's too close in delegates. There's still way too many delegates up for grabs. And the other exciting thing to remember is there's so many delegates who have been pledged to candidates who are now out of the race. There are so many delegates who have been pledged to candidates who are out of the race. Let me just pull up the delegate count here, which, by the way, depending on who you talk to, the delegate count is totally different across the board. Every news station has a different different delegate count. But uh, basically, generally, the two front runners, they're about 70 delegates apart. Joe Biden has 453 delegates. Bernie Sanders has about 382 Elizabeth Warren, who probably will drop out before the next contest, has 50. Mike Bloomberg has 44. Pete Buttigieg has 26. That right there is an additional 120 delegates, 120 delegates. And people are saying, what happens to those delegates? Where do they go? Well, that's where the whole idea of this contested convention comes into play. What happens is once we get to Milwaukee, those 120 delegates and the seven that Amy Klobuchar managed to get together and the one that Tulsi Gabbard has, they're all currently pledged to the people that won them. But those people aren't in the race. So when you look at two contestants up top who are within 70 or 80 delegates of each other and you've got 120 loose delegates just hanging out, you're going to have a battle. You're going to have a battle royale for who gets those delegates. And they are going right now. Buttigieg's delegates, they're pledged to Buttigieg. Bloomberg's delegates, they're pledged to Bloomberg. And Bloomberg can go in and say, hey, I endorse Joe Biden. I would like you to vote for Joe Biden. But these delegates can vote for whomever they want. And Pete Buttigieg, for example, he may have endorsed Joe Biden as well. But his delegates, most of them or a lot of them were one in Iowa. And Joe Biden sucked in Iowa. He had he was like fourth or fifth. He lost to Elizabeth Warren in Iowa. Everybody thought Biden was over after Iowa. So Pete Buttigieg's delegates, they're not they're not committed to anybody but Pete Buttigieg. So when they're released, they become uncommitted. And sure, they could do the right thing and go to Biden because that's where Pete Buttigieg wants them to go. But the voters in Iowa, where Pete won these delegates, they didn't like Joe Biden. 
They liked Bernie Sanders more. So maybe those delegates go to Bernie Sanders, and that's where it gets really tricky. And that's really great news because a contested convention shows that there is no one solid choice. A contested convention shows that there is dissension among the ranks. A contested convention shows that there is no organization and there is no surefire winner to beat Donald Trump in November. That's the first bit of good news for Republicans. The second bit of good news for Republicans is that Donald Trump won every single primary he was in, but not just against his non-existent Republican uh, challengers. I mean, sure, you've got Weld out there. I think you've got Rocky De La Fuente or whatever. They're all hanging out. Nobody's really garnering any support. Donald Trump, for the for the states that just automatically gave him all the delegates, of course he won those. But in every other primary, people actually showed up in droves to vote for a guy who's uncontested. I mean, in some states, get this, in some states, Donald Trump, who was facing nobody, got more votes than Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. And often, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden combined. For example, Colorado, Bernie Sanders won Colorado, 273,677 votes. Joe Biden came in second with 175,820 votes. Combined, that's 449,497 votes. Donald Trump, who ran unopposed, got 592,000 votes. 150,000 more people came out to vote for Donald Trump than Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden combined in Colorado. Colorado is a state that went to Hillary Clinton in 2016. In Utah... Bernie Sanders got 60,612 votes. In uh, Utah, Joe Biden got 30,002 votes. Throw in Michael Bloomberg, he got another 29,561 votes. The total of the top three Democrats in Utah was 273,261 votes. I'm sorry, 120,174 votes. Donald Trump got 273,000. 261. That is 150,000 more votes than the other three candidates combined. Alabama. Oh, everyone was everyone was so excited. Joe Biden won Alabama. Joe Biden clobbered it in Alabama. He got 50 percent of the vote. No, Joe Biden got 50 percent of the Democrat vote in Alabama. What Joe Biden only got was 286,630 votes. Bernie Sanders only got 75,326 votes. And Michael Bloomberg got 52,844. Side note, what? there's 52,000 people in Alabama that voted for Michael Bloomberg? Who are those people? I, 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 didn't, know that, I didn't know that was possible. Altogether, those three clowns got 414,800 votes. Donald Trump almost doubled it. 708,883 votes uncontested. Nobody else on the ballot. Those 708,000 people could have stayed home. They could have gone hunting or fishing or, or roll tiding or whatever you do in Alabama. And Donald Trump still would have won. But they got on their they got on their motorcycles and they got in their pickup trucks and they put on their shoes and those Alabamans went out to the polls in droves. Set almost a million of them went to vote for a guy who was a shoe in to win. More Republicans voted for a guy who was uncontested in Alabama than Democrats for all three who were in a tight race. This is great news for Republicans going forward. Texas. How many times have we heard Texas is purple? Texas is turning blue. How many how many pieces are out there on on the internet or news stories do you see about all oh, of the changing face of Texas? Beto O'Rourke almost beat Ted Cruz and Texas is all these people from California are moving into Texas. All these people from New York are flying down into Texas and Texas is it won't be red anymore. Well, Joe Biden won Texas, 656,568 votes. Bernie Sanders came in second with 585,036 votes, a total of 1 million 241,604 votes. Donald Trump beat all of them with 1,837,520 votes. That is 600,000 more votes than both of the Democratic frontrunners combined. This shows that while nobody likes Bernie Sanders, people, eh, they're kind of wishy-washy on Joe Biden, too. But Donald Trump his supporters, his voters, they are they are even more passionate about coming out and voting for him. If he's going to beat both the, the the other candidates combined, if Donald Trump beats both of the Democratic candidates combined in the primary, 
Imagine, imagine what a bloodbath it's going to be for these guys come actual election day. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We got more of your phone calls, I promise. More of whatever you want Wednesday is coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. You know, this last primary just shows how hypocritical and how much liars Democrats are. You know, they talk about diversity, 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 yet they're choosing old white men. Old white men. <laughs> That's just a choose old white men. That's the motto of the Marquee Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Jim from the north side. How are you, Jim? Thanks for calling. What do you want to say, sir? Hey, Mark. Uh, that soundbite you just played from that guy kind of stole my thunder. But, um, you know, but for years, the same way, for years I've been hearing how the Democrats are the party that loves all people yeah like blacks blacks women's gays you know all those yeah but that theory get, you know like that guy said that theory gets debunked when you look at the democratic primary because all the groups i just mentioned are pretty much gone and you know like you said all you got left are now it's two old white guys with one foot in the grave and the other on a banana peel yeah the uh, <laughs> i mean look and it, it is something that it is something that the democrats are going to not suffer for but it's something that they're going to have to i mean you're going to have to come to grips with it when you look when you call yourself a progressive democrat and you see that your party in the last week think about this in since saturday all right on saturday the democrats in south carolina chose joe biden a crusty old like the oldest guy in the race almost the grayest guy in the race he is he's demented he's suffering from something or other he can't keep anything straight this guy on age alone, and I'm no ageist, but based on his, his advanced age alone, he probably doesn't have the stamina and the mental stability to run for president, let alone lead the strongest, most powerful nation in the history of the world. That's one thing. He wins in South Carolina. And what does the Democratic establishment do? What does the most progressive, most liberal, most inclusive party do? They get on the phone first with a woman and they say, you got to get out of this race. Well, I guess the first one was my, uh, Pete Buttigieg. So first they call the gay candidate and they say, hey, you've got to get out of this race. I know we're Democrats. I know you're very progressive. I know you're gay. I know you have your husband on stage and we really like that. But the old white guy is our guy this time around. And they force the gay candidate out of the race. Then they call the woman, the last remaining really, you know, really democratic woman or or mainstream moderate woman from Minnesota. And they say, hey, now you got to get out of the race. I know we're progressive. I know we're liberal. I know we're modern. But we but we got to get behind the old crusty white guy. He's our only chance. And then today you have the Jewish guy. The Jewish guy who the Democrats didn't want in the race anyway because they didn't think he was going to win and they thought they were going to push out their only chance. So now in the since Saturday, the Democrats have pushed out the gay candidate, the female candidate and the Jewish candidate. And they are so progressive and modern. <laughs> they are just they are so inclusive, aren't they? Aren't they? And, and Bernie Sanders is their primary target. He's Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Those are the two they're going to push out next. Those are the two that because they don't look, they don't want progress. There's nobody more, quote unquote, progressive in this race than Bernie Sanders. There's no one more modern in this race than Bernie Sanders. But they don't want that. They don't want him. They're going to push out the, the 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 Native American candidate later today. She's going to be gone. And then the other Jewish old man, he'll be pushed out, too, until all you have is lily white Joe Biden from Delaware running for president against Donald Trump. And and then they're going to have to then they're going to be pandering to the women and they're going to be pandering to the LGBTQT community. Uh, sorry, LGBTQ community. They're going to be pandering to African-Americans again. They're going to have to go and pander to all of the all of the the groups of minorities that they basically dissed with their primary candidates. They got Kamala Harris was the first to go. Look at look at uh, look at Yang, the first Asian presidential candidate to make it to a debate stage. And they pushed him aside. He's out, man. He was out early. Cory Booker. Same thing. So you're right. There is. I think they're going to pay a price at the polls for it. And I think part of the reason you don't have as much excitement behind Biden is because he's just not progressive enough for a lot of these progressives. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really, uh, we really, really appreciate it. This is Lisa in St. Augustine. Hey, Lisa, how are you? 
Hi, Mark. How are you? Great, Lisa. What did you want to say? Hey, um, basically, I wanted to pick your brain about what you think. I mean, Trump should have this hands down. I mean, obviously, he's done amazing things. He's beating everybody, and he's not even contested. But what do you think about cheating? I mean, these people, I know Trump's smart, and I'm sure he's going to be watching for that. But, I mean, there's already, like, news that there's more registered voters or whatever in this one town or worse or whatever than there are people i mean they're devious i mean they will do anything and i'm so afraid of uh, a lot of cheating you know and yeah voting tampering i'll tell you what lisa there's one thing there's one thing that beats vote tampering. There's one thing that beats these these fake voter rolls. If the Democrats are going to try to cheat in this election, if the Democrats are going to try to to garner more votes than they have, if they're going to try to pull some acorn stuff and get dead people and illegal immigrants and children to vote, if they're the only way that you can handedly beat back some kind of voter fraud or election tampering system is with a landslide. Because there's if you have a landslide victory, if you win by 320 electoral votes, if you go in and you just pummel the other guy, there's no way you can fake enough votes to come back and, and win. You can only tamper with an election that's close. You can only uh, you can only fix an election that is that is neck and neck. But if you have one candidate who is fixing to put the beat down on the other, it's impossible to rig. And I think that's probably what we're looking at in this situation, based on what happened yesterday, that is. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. There's something else is going to happen come next week. I'll tell you what, what to expect in the next primary. We'll get to that, and we'll get to more of your phone calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned to the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Have we really become so lazy that we can't say the word merchandise? We have to say merch. I'm going to be honest with you. That right there is the that is the epitome of whatever you want Wednesday. <laughs> By the way, if you're looking for Mark K Show merch, it's available uh, on our Facebook page or merchandise if you're not lazy. If you're lazy and you want merch, it's there. If you want merchandise, it's also there. Uh, 855-765-1045. So Super Tuesday yesterday, I don't know if you stayed up last night, to watch, and my wife was so annoyed because uh, she said to me, she goes, will you watch This Is Us with me? Because that's her favorite show. And I said, absolutely, I'll watch This Is Us. And she said, you don't have to watch the political crap. I said, no, what they'll do is they'll probably just break in. And she goes, okay. Uh, but then they didn't even break in. They just, I mean, it was wall to wall, <laughs> every network. And she was, she was, she was like, they're not even breaking in. It's they're just doing the whole thing. And I was like, oh, so I watched all the coverage and she, I don't know what she did actually. She probably, she probably, uh, I should probably ask her. 855-765-1045. So anyway, we're headed towards what looks like a contested convention. Because the two top-tier Democrats, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, are very close. Joe Biden, man, just coming. Everyone's going to say, coming back from the dead. I still think he's dead, but he's getting a lot of delegates. And so what's going to happen is the closer we get to the convention, every single one of these primaries is going to uh, is going to count more and more. And next, what what we thought was going to happen and what a lot of people thought was going to happen was that the primary, uh, the Super Tuesday or the Super Duper Tuesday, because you had a lot of delegates up for grabs, was going to go one way or the other. Either Bert, everyone thought Bernie Sanders was going to get California and Texas and just that's it, man. Game over. The Democrats are then going to have to figure out a way to to steal this thing away from Bernie Sanders. Minnesota was supposed to be in the bag for Bernie Sanders. But in the end, Bernie Sanders walked away with four states. He got Vermont, which is good because he's from there. He got Colorado, which is not a shocker because they're all stoned. He got Utah, which is also not a shocker because that's close to Colorado. And he got California, which is really where he's set up shop and where he has been playing this game of let's get as many delegates as possible for a very long time. Now, the problem is, going forward, he's playing catch-up because he didn't get Texas. It wasn't the wipeout that everyone thought. It wasn't It wasn't the Bernie blowout bonanza that everyone saw going into this. And a lot of that had to do with the chess game the Democrats played just a couple days beforehand, mo- sacrificing their their queen in, uh, well, in Amy Klobuchar, not, not a Pete Buttigieg. That's Amy Klobuchar is what I meant. Sacrificing the night, sacrificing all of their pieces. Whatever pieces were scattered around the board, they sacrificed them to give Joe Biden, the upper hand in Super Tuesday. And it worked because Joe Biden came in and he got the entire South. He managed to pull Texas out. of, And that was the big jewel. 
Now, putting going to Whataburger with Beto O'Rourke paid off big time for Joe Biden because he's now neck and neck with Bernie Sanders. And what that means is that what we thought might have been a blowout where no other primary mattered, we now have the opposite. We now have a, a really close horse race. We got two old horses and they are trotting along neck and neck right up there at the top. And every single delegate, Florida, Ohio, uh, you know what in New Hampshire, or New Hampshire already went and came and went. Uh, where else? What, what else is big? Indiana, Illinois, all of these are going to be huge contests. And every single delegate up for grabs now is going to be important. And if nobody can get to the 1991 that's required to get this nomination, if not one of these two guys can get to 1,991, and a lot of folks this morning don't think it's going to happen, then then Milwaukee is going to be nutso, man. It's going to be cray-cray, as the kids say. It's going to be a contested convention. It's going to be a bunch of crazy Bernie fanatics. Um, and just, just yesterday, you had these milk people jumping on stage with Joe Biden. If you don't think that the Bernie bros and Antifa aren't going to be in full force in Milwaukee, ready to attack, ready to take down anybody who gets in Bernie's way of the nomination, you got another thing coming. It is going to be World War III. In Milwaukee, it's going to be fantastic to watch. And what it's going to do is, instead of solidifying the party and bringing the party together, which a convention is supposed to do. You know, I went in 2016, I went to both of the conventions. And I'll tell you, this is why the Democrats lost and the Republicans won. Because when we went to the Republican convention in Cleveland, Dem uh, the all the candidates were there. Ted Cruz, he came out on stage and he said, hey, well, what's up, everybody? I'm Ted Cruz. I'm from Texas. And Donald Trump should be the next president of the United States. It was glorious to see. You had uh, you had Marco Rubio there. You had everybody come out on stage. Everybody except for the guy from Ohio, uh, Kasich, who still couldn't stomach the thought of Donald Trump, wouldn't even come. The convention was in Ohio. He wouldn't even come down the street. He was he was performing or doing a, a gal or something at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was blocks away. He wouldn't even come to the convention because he was so butthurt that Donald Trump was the nominee. So Kasich was the only one that didn't show up. But everybody else rallied around the candidate. Everybody else said, it's time for us to come together. And they did, man. And the Republicans elected Donald Trump. And at the Democratic convention in Philadelphia, the opposite happened. The opposite happened. Hillary Clinton got up there. All the delegates went to her. The Bernie bros and the Sanders people that were feeling the burn, they really felt it. And they all stood up. And instead of rallying behind Hillary Clinton, they all got up and they they trotted out of there in a huff. And they went downtown to City Hall and they staged a massive protest. And come Election Day, I guarantee not one of those people voted for Hillary Clinton. Same thing's going to happen this time. Same thing is going to happen this time at the Republican convention. Of course, you're going to have everyone rally around Donald Trump because he's the guy. But at the Democratic convention, man, if you thought it was crazy last time around, just you wait. Just you. Don't worry. I'll be there and I'll be and I'll tell you, well, we're going to be broadcasting live. We're going to be sending videos. We're going to be live streaming. You're going to get to see it. Well, not firsthand, but you're going to get to see it secondhand. My hand will be first. Your hand will be right there. Behind mine, eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Eric in Saint Augustine. How you doing, Eric? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm doing good. How are you, Mark? Oh, Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely, Eric. What do you want to say? Uh, I have a different take on this uh, situation with sure. uh, Elizabeth Warren. Okay. I don't think I don't think the DNC is motivated at all to uh, to take her out of the race because right now she's taking uh, votes from Bernie. So yeah. they'll, they'll, keep, they'll, they'll pay her to stay in there for a little while. <laughs> you think they'll be, hey, Elizabeth Warren, we need you to we need you to play blocker for Bernie with it. You know what? You're probably right, but she is currently reassessing her campaign, much like Michael Bloomberg was. And we know that a campaign reassessment is the first stop before you pull out of the campaign altogether. And you know, yes, the Democrats will probably be happier if Elizabeth Warren stays in the race, but guess who won't be? Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders has a pretty big contingent and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, they're closer than a lot of people let on. And I think Elizabeth Warren would much rather see Bernie Sanders in charge. And I think that Bernie Sanders would would be more likely to find a place for Elizabeth Warren in his cabinet or in his presidency than would Joe Biden. So we, it all comes down when you're a when you're a second or third tier or fourth tier candidate at this point, it's all about, OK, what's in it for me? I have to reassess. I have to pull out. I look like an idiot. I came in third in my home state. What's in it for me? 
And there's more for Elizabeth Warren to be aligned with Bernie Sanders than there is for her to align with Joe Biden. And if you don't think Bernie Sanders isn't on the phone with her right now going, healthcare, Elizabeth Warren, drop out, healthcare. If you don't think that's not happening right now, uh, it is. It is. And I think that you're going to see her drop out and you're going to see her go whole hog. She's not going to go away. She'll drop out of the race and then you're going to see her popping up in Illinois. You're going to see her popping up in New York. She's probably going to come here to Florida. She's going to be Bernie. She's going to be the biggest, baddest, most boisterous Bernie bro that there's ever been in the history of the world because she doesn't want Biden either. Hey, Casey in Gainesville. How you doing, Casey? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Thank you. Love the show. Oh, thank you. Um, my issue, thank you. My issue is that the vote for Biden is really a vote for whoever Obama and the DNC choose as his vice president. And I do believe that they will groom that person um, and make them beholding to Obama. Anyone in the, listen, Donald Trump wasn't joking when he said Joe Biden's going to be in a home somewhere and somebody else is going to be running the country. That's not, I mean, it was a joke. But that's not a joke. Joe Biden, in the last 48 hours, forgot the Declaration of Independence, uh, thought it was Super Thursday, and thought he was running against Ronald Reagan. Plus, last night when the protesters took the stage, he called his wife his sister, his sister his wife, and Dr. Jill Biden jumped in front of her husband to protect him from the protester, not the other way around. It's If he wins this nomination, it is not going to be a good campaign for Joe Biden. It is not going to be a cakewalk for the Democrats. It's not going to be fun to watch for anybody with a D next to their name. And should he somehow pull it off, Joe Biden is not going to be your president. He's going to be your president in name only. He's going to be your he's going to be your PINA, your president in name only, because he's not qualified, equipped or mentally stable enough to run this country. And I don't know if it's going to be Barack Obama. I don't know if it's going to be his chief of staff. I don't know if it's going to be I don't know if it's going to be who knows who they're going to pick. But the vice president, the 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 cabinet, the the advisors, quote unquote, they're going to be the ones calling the shots. And nobody votes for the advisors. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show. More of your phone calls on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Thank you. Thank you, man. That's, a, that's one of our one of our local political correspondents. What do you think of the uh, What do you think of the Super Tuesday results? Biden sucks. We may have to isolate that one. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Especially now that Biden is back from the dead. Mark K, you said that Joe Biden was coming back from the dead. Well, being dead and casting votes has never been a problem for Democrats. Oh, that is a that maybe maybe that's why Biden's back from the dead because all the dead people on the ballots are like, oh, there's a dead guy. We should vote for him. It's like uh, it's like the Walking Dead. All of a sudden, in the Democratic Party, Bernie from Jacksonville. How are you, Bernie? I'm great, Mark. How are you? Oh, doing good, man. What do you want to say, sir? Matt, thank y'all, speaker. Um, I want to. Can I make a quick comment about Joe Biden before I get into Bernie? Okay, sure. Uh, everybody keeps going, who's standing behind Joe when he was doing so? But his wife, his wife wants to be first lady because of his mental acuity. She knows she can run the country. You think Jill Biden's going to run the country? Jill Biden, well, think about it. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, what happened after he had a stroke? His yeah. wife ran the country. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's good. A lot of people accuse Michelle Obama, too, of running the country uh, for her husband. And we all know that uh, Hillary Clinton probably had a, a heavy hand in some of Bill's decision making as well, especially when it came to. Um, well, you know, the, the health care that they wanted it to be Clinton care, but it didn't happen until Obama. So, you know, you might be right. What do you want to, you want to say about Bernie? Well, here's my question. It's a question to you. Okay. Bernie's 78. Mm-hmm. If, they, if Bernie and Joe run neck and neck and neither one of them get first ballot, second ballot, the superdelegate's going to step in, give it to Joe, right. cheat Bernie again. Sure. Do you think at that point he'll go third party because he's so pissed and he knows that he can't run again in four years? Look, uh, we talked about this just the other day. Bernie Sanders is already third party. Bernie Sanders is not affiliated with the Democratic Party. He's an independent. And I feel like this is this is the last the last stand of Bernie Sanders. So if he gets cheated out of the election or the nomination again, if he doesn't get it, if the uh, if they go second ballot in it and it all slides Joe Biden's way, then Bernie Sanders, in my personal opinion, has no choice. 
He has no choice because he's already left the party. He's an independent. He has such a, a groundswell of support. He has a huge, huge, um, you know, operation of, of, of crazy people in every town that are just willing to go out and literally kill for him. They will literally kill for Bernie Sanders. And so I feel like he's got one of two eyes. He can't sell out to the Democrats again. Those people, they'll turn on him. And I feel that what he's got to do is he's got to run a third party. It's really his only negotiating chip. He's got to say either you make me the candidate or I make myself the candidate. Either way, doesn't look good for the Democrats um, in in 2020. Hey, thanks so much for the question. We really appreciate it. This is Jim on the South Side. How you, how you doing, Jim? I'm fine, Mark. Uh, dovetailing on your last caller. Yeah. Um, what if uh, they do bribe Bernie enough to where he drops out, but he's obviously going to split the vote. Uh, if he stays in. And then what happens uh, remotely if the bar report ends up uh, the grand jury indicting Biden? Is that a possibility? Look, the the uh, the memory of these people in the Democratic Party is short. You're right, because the reason Joe plummeted so quickly was because of the impeachment inquiry and because of the, uh, the, the, the Trump campaign putting all the pressure on Hunter Biden. I and mean, if you think about it, it was just February when we were in the midst of this Senate trial. It was, remember how the, the State of the Union ever was like, oh, is it going to get pushed back? They were voting on, on to acquit Donald Trump in February, a month ago. It was literally a month ago, and everybody was talking about Joe Biden. Everyone was talking about Hunter Biden. Everyone was talking about how corrupt the Bidens were. You had Donald Trump's entire uh, you know, legal team just pummeling away at Joe Biden the entire time, talking about the corruption, talking about how bad he is. That's why he was fourth place in Iowa. That's why he barely showed in New Hampshire. That's why Nevada, that's why going into South Carolina, everyone thought, well, he'll win South Carolina, but then that's it. And so the memory was short. Now, if he gets the nomination, rest assured, Donald Trump will make sure everybody remembers. Bill Barr will make sure everybody, Lindsey Graham will make sure everybody remembers. Uh, Matt Gates will make sure everybody, Doug Collins, nobody is going to let anybody forget that Joe Biden is a crook and used taxpayer dollars to the tune of $1 billion to keep his son employed in the Ukraine. We haven't forgotten about that. We're just waiting for the dust to settle. Then we'll bring it back. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show is on the way on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045. All right, so there's a guy who calls in every day about a topic we talked about last week. And I'm going to be honest, he's very persistent and he wants to you know, comment about it. And again, it was last week we had a woman call in and she just she couldn't deal with her millennials and, and how to talk to them about not being a Democrat and uh, how not to be a socialist and why it was bad. So Harrison is in Atlantic Beach. Harrison, how are you? Hey, great. Thanks for finally taking my call. No, I, Well, you know, I need <laughs> we needed to wait to, for uh, whatever you want Wednesday so we could work it into the schedule. But it is whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about, uh, you can talk about it. What did you what's your advice, Harrison? Well, um, <clears throat> there's a guy who's a, uh, uh, a Christian scholar by the name of Michael Heiser, uh-huh. and he has, moved to, he has moved to Jacksonville, and he's with Celebration Church, and they're unifying all churches together. He has on, uh, if you go on Heiser at uh, uh, Supernatural, he's got four little videos, and it, one of those videos has the best argument against abortion that I have ever seen and your your listeners who want to find a great argument all right well Harrison what is, can you can you summarize it what's the I mean what's the argument what does he say well the end of the argument it was really interesting you really like this because he starts out he says this is my favorite day of the year teaching it's uh, abortion day and so all these uh, pro-abortion people start asking him a question and really, it ends up, not to take too much time on your show, it ends up with we are all really imagers of God. In other words, it doesn't matter if you're just a couple of cells. It doesn't matter if you don't, if you don't have your mind. It doesn't matter anything because no matter who you are, white, black, whatever, okay, yeah. we're all imagers of God. And all the other arguments that he, he puts on that uh, video 
where all the or all the arguments that the people have used. And he said, if you use those arguments, you're going to get destroyed. Yeah. So he, right. gives you, he, he gives you the argument that his name is Michael Heisner. All right. A-P-I-S-E-R. All right, Harrison, I appreciate you calling, and I appreciate your persistence, and we'll go check that out. I still like the whole George Bailey, it's a wonderful life approach, where you just say, Hey, you think abortion's great? All right, fine. I'll just pretend like you never were born, and you ignore somebody for like a week until they get the point, you know. You know, and then of course they wake up and they're like, "I wish I were born." I wish my mouth's bleeding, Bert. My mouth's bleeding. That's a what am I? That's a great movie. Eight five five seven six five one. I wish we could. I wish there were a way to reproduce that effect. Where I mean, I guess with. I guess there's some kind of drug, like maybe like some really strong shrooms or something. You could you could say, convince somebody that they've never been born. Hey, whatever. Um, Bob on the west side. How you doing, Bob? Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. Hey, no problem. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. Um, well, first, before I go go to the question, uh, you know, I think that the number one person who's most disappointed with Elizabeth Warren is Mr. Warren, because now she's got to come home. His blood pressure was probably down 20 points the whole time. She was out on that campaign. I yeah. swear to God. Yeah, uh, I feel but, bad for uh, Mr. Warren. Yeah. So, but here's the, here's the question. Yeah. Now that she is totally, I mean, she even lost it in her home state, which yeah. is pathetic, to say the least. Do you think that hurts her, and I'm hoping you're saying, you want to say yes, that hurts her reelectability to become, uh, to stay as Massachusetts senator? I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know when her term is up. Uh, you know, if, it, if it's up in the next two years, then probably. But you know, like, here's the thing, and I'm going to put you on hold because you're standing in like a wind tunneler, wind tunnel or something. But here's the thing, like Marco Rubio, for example, he lost his home state. He's still our senator because I think he had like six more. I think he's still got two more years before he goes back to, uh, you know, he before his name goes back on the ballot. So it depends. There's a there's a very, very, you know, everyone has short term memory loss in politics. So Marco Rubio, you know, unless he gets some really strong, strong challenger, people aren't going to remember that he lost his own state when he ran for president. People aren't even going to remember probably that he ran for president. They're just going to remember that he was an OK senator and that he's and that he's Latino and that he, he can represent Florida as a Latino Republican. And I think that's probably how he got elected the first time. So I don't know about Elizabeth Warren. I don't know a lot about Massachusetts politics. I don't know what they feel about for. And look, it's different being a senator and being president. That's two totally different things. That's two totally. There's a lot of people out there who make decent senators or who you trust representing your state as a senator. But you don't want them having the launch codes. You know, it's different. It's a whole different crop of powers. Elizabeth Warren is great when she still needs a majority of the other people in the Senate to do any lasting damage to this country. But when you have all the power to literally destroy this entire world at the tips of your finger, uh, at the tips of your fingers, you're going to take a second look. You're going to take a look around and say, all right, now, do I really want Elizabeth Warren to have that much power or just a little bit of power? And and again, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Also, I don't care because whoever they replace her with is either going to be just as crazy and left wing as she is or even more so. Uh, it's Massachusetts for crying out loud. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Tom and Mandarin. How you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? Oh, doing great, Tom. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I think you guys are missing a very salient point about this uh, uh, election. Uh, why don't the Democrats just save a whole bunch of money? And recycle the old uh, Owen Joe. And instead of uh, it being Obama for president and Biden for vice president, have Biden pick Obama as the vice president. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden can't continue. And voila, third uh, term for Obama. I don't know why people think Obama is still all that. Obama is, has lost his luster with the Democratic Party. Look, first of all, first of all, Obama picked Hillary Clinton to win and she lost. So obviously the Democrats aren't rallying behind Obama the way they used to. You know, Obama won't even won't even say anything about Joe Biden because he probably doesn't want Joe Biden to lose the way Hillary Clinton did. I don't think Obama's as exciting to people as he was when Obama first ran. Oh, he was great, man. He was the guy. He was young. He was energetic. He was black. He was a Democrat. He wasn't John McCain. He had everything going for him. He wasn't George Bush. Everyone rallied. Oprah loved him. I don't even think Oprah's a fan anymore. I'll be honest with you. I think Oprah would vote for Gail King before she voted for Barack Obama again. And now, eight years, you know, 12 years later almost, Barack Obama, a lot of people are waking up to the fact that he did nothing for this country. 
And he did nothing for the, the African-American community who poured all of their hopes and dreams into his presidency. And Joe Biden, you know, sure, he's getting the African-American vote in South Carolina of Democratic primary voters. But when it comes time to break that, when you have if you're if you're a black voter in South Carolina or Florida or Alabama or Georgia or North Carolina or even Virginia, and you get the chance to go into that into that voting booth and instead of picking between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, instead of picking between those two, you can pick between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's a whole different bug. It's a whole different sport. 855-765-1045. This is Casoda on the Rota. How you doing, Casoda? I'm good. How are you doing, hey, sir? Good. Thanks so much for calling. What's up? So I just seen a thing on uh, Facebook from the Washington Post saying that I guess Biden was talking about having Michelle run as his VP. I was curious who you thought Biden would use as his VP or even Bernie Sanders, for that matter. I mean, you were talking about how Biden would be sitting at the House while somebody else in uh, the Democratic Party was running the country. Who do you see him actually utilizing as a VP? You know, that's a really great question. That's a really great question. Gretchen Whitmer was, I think, the hopeful vice presidential candidate for a long time. And for those of you that don't know who she is, she's the governor of Michigan. And she was uh, she was chosen to give the Democratic response to the State of the Union. She did okay, But the problem with that is what happened at the State of the Union? What that stole Gretchen Whitmer's thunder? Nancy Pelosi ripped up the State of the Union in dramatic fashion. So nobody cared about the Democratic response. Nobody watched it. Nobody reported on it. And Gretchen Whitmer got washed back out to sea. And so I don't know that she's going to be the power player that everyone thinks. Yeah, she's a Democrat. Yeah, she's from Michigan, a state that Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. In. And yeah, she's a woman. But at the same time, I think I think with these early uh, with these early, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, campaign suspensions. I mean, you look at Pete Buttigieg, you look at Amy Klobuchar. These are two people who suspended their campaign prematurely to save Joe Biden's candidacy. They suspended their campaign. Pete Buttigieg won, won Iowa. He won the first contest. He split the votes with Bernie Sanders, and he pulled out after South Carolina? That's premature. And he didn't do it for nothing. So are they looking at Pete Buttigieg for the ballot? You have to think to your, I'm tr I've been racking my brain going, all right, what did he say in the debates? Did he attack Joe Biden? No, I remember. You know who I remember him attacking? Amy Klobuchar. I remember him calling her stupid for not remembering who the, the president of Mexico is. I remember him basically saying, hey, if the shoe fits, stupid, you got to wear it. Stupid, 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 Amy, stupid star. And then he attacked Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders attacked him. You got 30 billionaires, Pete. You got 30 billionaires. I don't remember him ever going against Joe Biden. Not one time. And I can't remember Joe Biden attacking Pete Buttigieg. And typically the reason you never pick another primary challenger to be your vice president is because you've spent so much time convincing the country that they shouldn't be president. So it's really hypocritical to turn around and say, you know what? I changed my mind. Now he'd make a good president if something should happen to me. So let me put him on the ticket. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the Biden campaign ever thought they'd be in a position to have to worry about who's going to be vice president. So now that they are, they're probably going to start vetting some people. They're probably going to start looking into some people and they're probably going to start making some decisions as to who that vice presidential candidate should be. 855-765-1045. As for Bernie Sanders, I mean, find the kookiest, looniest person on the left. And, you know, stick him in there because that's all that's all he cares about. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque shows on the way. couple more phone calls. We can squeeze them in for you on the remainder of whatever you want Wednesday. It's next on 104.5 WOKV. This is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks for joining me. 855-765-1045 is the number. I sound weird. Oh, hang on. All right. I got it. I need to hit a button. 855-765-1045. We got a couple more people. I have to squeeze. I don't have to. I could leave right now, as a matter of fact, but I'm not going to. I'm for that. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. See you guys. Ronald is in Ohio. Ronald, hi. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Great, Ronald. Where in Ohio are you? Circleville, uh, about 30 minutes south of Columbus. Okay, yeah, that's, I'm gonna need to, yeah, the Circleville doesn't do it, but now I know, uh, cause you said 30 miles south of Columbus. Thanks so much for calling the Mark K show. Uh, what'd you want to say today, Ronald? 
Well, I'm kind of confused of how this uh, Democrats run with their delegates. I thought they were all against the Electoral College and more about the popular vote. And to me, these delegates are about the same as the Electoral College. Why don't they go with whoever wins the popular vote, yeah. wins that state? Yeah. And I'm then like- they, they get this super delegate. So if it's close between two people, they go who, in who they really want. They are super delegates. So they're kind of like rigging the election. This is why, you know, and you and you bring up a great point, Ronald. This is why the Democrats have had such a difficult time accepting the election of Donald Trump, because in and you're right in their own party. They have they have ways to maneuver things. They have ways to manipulate. In fact, the other Josh was asking me before the show. He's like, why is it so confusing? Why is it so confusing with delegates and then superdelegates in a contested convention? Why? I mean, do the Republicans have superdelegates? No, they don't. They do something totally different. They basically say, hey, whoever has the most delegates wins. But the Democrats, they make it so convoluted and confusing for exactly that reason. Because if you have a simple system like winner take all or whoever gets the most votes wins, you know, if, if it's if it's as simple as the the student council elections at my kid's school, then there's no way to manipulate that. It becomes a lot harder to fake the results in your favor. And if Bernie Sanders just walked in and got most of the popular vote, there's no way to have a contested convention. There's no way to make sure that Joe Biden is your candidate instead of the communist on the ticket. And that's that's why I personally believe they keep that system in place. Because, yeah, you would have thought after all the hubbub that we heard of over the Electoral College in 2016, after all, the, the Electoral College has got to go. It's not fair. Whoever gets the most votes should be president. You would think after all of that, they would adopt a similar system in their own primary campaign. But then, of course, you can't manipulate that. You can't manipulate the most popular person wins. But when you have delegates and superdelegates and a contested convention, and when you have people that are pledged to this person and people who are unpledged, nobody really knows, I think, in the Democratic Party how these people are chosen. But we're going we're gonna to get a crash course this time around because it is not going to be a clear-cut campaign for either of these two clowns. 855-765-1045. Listen, i got to get out of here. Tomorrow, we have What the Bleep. We've got some Mark K. Show prize packs to give away and uh, more of your phone calls. If you ever want to leave an open mic message, you can do that 24-7. Just download our mobile app at 104.5 WOKV in your app store. Stick around. Traffic, weather, news, and Rush Limbaugh, they're all coming up next on 104.5 WOKV.